Creating the children's ministry you have dreamed about is not always an easy task. That's because yours is going to be unique and unlike any other. However, some are satisfied with a cookie-cutter Kidman classroom. Which one does your passion follow after? Hello, I'm Randy Mockaby from S&D Kidman Podcast, and this is the Cookie Cutter Monologue. For what few road trips I was able to take with my family when I was a child, outside of the final destination, there was one feature I always seemed to take notice of. Whenever we stopped for a lunch break, fuel, or just to stretch our legs, for some reason I always looked for the highlighted storefront, big candy section, or even best, a wide toy aisle in whatever business we ventured into. I also loved looking for the main attractions posted on the billboards along the road, whether it be a cave tour, the world's largest ball of yarn, a petting zoo, you name it. I wanted to stop off that exit and go see it. And as much as I wanted to get to our Six Flags destination, stopping along the way made the trip much more valuable to me because no matter where we stopped, the experience was anticipated to be unique to me. Every exit off the highway seemed to hold something different and special, something that reflected that town, its culture, and its people. The value in those stops lied within the uniqueness of every exit we took to recoup. Every stop had its own special attraction that made it more treasured than the next one. And whether or not I was able to convince my mom to purchase me a small token of that visit, or even take the full-blown tour, just knowing I was able to be there and see it for myself from outside was a captured memory for me in itself. Now those places I saw, I wanted to come back someday for the full experience. Right now I'm about, well, a little over 50 years old, and if you're as old as I am, I'm sure you can reflect back to your childhood and remember moments like that. As children, we are very impressionable. The more you reflect on those days back then, you realize that even more for your own self. It's as if we almost forgot how impressionable we were at that tender age. Hopefully that very feeling is what you're experiencing right now as I speak, even in a very small measure, as you reminisce when you was a child. I hope so because I want you to hold on to that just for a moment and apply that to what I'm about to say in regards to your children's ministry. Now before I make that connection, set aside that childhood feeling without losing it as I direct your attention to the now. Got it? Okay, here we go. Those roadside stops that I referred to, the ones that were unique at every exit, I have found that as I travel nowadays, the exits off the highways are not like what they used to be. Those attractions that I used to see don't seem to be here anymore, or they don't have that same uniqueness as they once did. Something has changed. What has changed is the identity of the cities and the towns that I now drive by. I no longer see as many unique attractions as I used to when I was a kid. You know, like the, the giant yarn balls and cave tours and petting zoos. Those things have seemed to become more of a thing of the past, and they've almost become unwanted. As I drive down the highway, I no longer have my attention grabbed by something that stands out from the rest. Due to our culture of today, as I drive down the highway, all I see is the same stuff. At every exit, as I drive by, I see the signs and the billboards advertising the same businesses. I see the same Starbucks. I see the same Applebee's, I see the same Red Lobster, I see the same Target, I see the same Old Navy, I see the same Lowe's, Marshall's, McDonald's, another clothes them all. The identity of these cities are just alike. They are all the same because they have patterned after one successful model down the road. These are cookie cutter cities to me, at least to exits anyway, get the first impression as I drive by them. 
no matter which exit I take, I stand at a very high probability that I'm going to experience the same, the very same commerce that I would have experienced at the exit prior, and will experience further on down the road, which doesn't make the trip any more fascinating to me. I no longer find something special that I used to when I was young. I no longer anticipate that next exit stop because I know it's going to be there. The originality has been diluted for some reason. Something, something's missing. It's almost as if we have set aside the labor of creativity and originality only to take the easy road and do what's working best for everyone else. Not that doing such is the end of the world, but it does appear to hide the heart of a community. So what's a guy like me who travels often for his job and occasionally for his ministry to do? Well, let's take a coffee break, for example, and, and this is how Randy's been handling it. I no longer stop at every Starbucks when I drop off an exit somewhere to get gas or fuel, take a break or whatever during my long drives. What I do now is I drive further into a town and seek out that local independent cafe because I'm, I'm a coffee buff. I like coffee a lot, and as a person who appreciates coffee, I typically find a much better experience in these little tiny independent cafes. Imagine that. I don't find those cafes just off the exit, you know, that first impression of a town when people come in off the highway. I have to find them further inside that town. They're hidden back there. I have to get on the Google Maps and, and start looking up a cafe near me and, and look at the ratings and some pictures and, and, and see, hey, that, I think I'll try that one over there and go to that one. Now, instead of looking for a toy store like I used to when I was a kid, well, occasionally I still do, I obtained a great experience in looking for cafes and coffee shops as each of them are built around their own personalities, styles, and creativities. And yes, some of them aren't as good, but hey, that's part of the experience. Those cafes are not cookie cutter. Those cafes are unique in their own, and they possess their own special identity from the sign posted above the door, all the way down to the special recipe of coffee blend and roasting techniques that they use. Blackjarcoffee.com, that's a shameless plug, thank you very much. You no longer find the originality of commercial businesses off the exits like we used to. I mean, I remember back then going off exits and going into town somewhere. I would see special stores and, and novelty shops and, and uh, businesses that you wouldn't see in another town anywhere else. That just seems to be less and less of a thing anymore. Sure, there are exceptions, but you can probably agree for the most part. Now, let's change gears. The same should not go for your children's ministry. Now... That special feeling we conjured up earlier of your childhood, I, I want you to bring that back into play right now. And I want you to kind of put yourself back in that mode as a kid. That you were very impressionable. And, and just think of a, of a time when you walked into a theme park or a, a birthday party somewhere. Or you went to a big toy store for the first time and, and you were just overwhelmed by what you were seeing. I want that kind of a feeling to come back to you and play right now in your mind, if you will. Rehash those impressionable moments you had as a child and let that reflect upon your kids' church or your Sunday school classroom. Now, in a sense, become a child again and walk into your classroom that you're teaching right now. Is your kid ministry a cookie-cutter ministry now, or is it original? Those are the kind of questions I want you to ask yourself as you walk into your classroom with that, that sense inside of your mind right now. And, and, and is that classroom, is it impressing you? Is it doing something to you right now? Is your decor the same old bare walls with a couple of curriculum posters and last month's craft uh, that is on display somewhere? Is it a copycat of some Instagram superstar mega kids church that you've been following? Or are you reflecting your personal God-given vision or likeness into that? I don't know about you, but I'm sick to death of teachers who maintain 
to looking like the same old humdrum bare walls classroom and reading verbatim from curriculum books. Walking into some rooms, it's pretty obvious if the teacher kid or kidman team has a passion for their kids or they're just following protocol like a cookie cutter. I mean, where is the creativity? Where's your originality? Where is your uniqueness? And where's your identity with your kids' ministry? Is it shining through? Is it expressing itself into what you're doing and teaching these kids? Can those kids feel and see that like they need to? If you're going to be a part of a kid ministry, whether a leader or a volunteer staffer, you need to unleash. Now, that does not mean you need to compromise. You need to make something happen because you have some very impressionable children amongst you who crave all that. I mean, they see it everywhere they go today, and that's the culture they are raised up in. I mean, just look how full-blown Disney has become, the theme parks, and and not to mention the video games and apps and cartoons out there. And, and you go to any store today, and they're constantly changing themes and advertisements and, and the decor and restaurants are updating and everything's being fresh and new all the time. And they're being raised in this environment. And if they come into our kids' church, are they seeing something from the 1980s or 1990s? Are they seeing something from, you know, walking into a time warp and going back in the past somewhere and 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 just not really feeling it these kids crave creativity they crave originality they crave uniqueness and they appreciate how you identify and share your innermost passion through the simplest things as your decor all the way into the words that propel from teachings so stop being a cookie cutter kid ministry Cease from trying to be like another kid's church down the road or from the social media that, uh, and be what God has designed you to be. I, you know, I, I use Instagram and Facebook and I look at other kids' churches and, and I see the mega churches and how fancy their lighting and their decor is and everything's professional. I use that as inspiration. I don't want to copy that. I use it as inspiration to inspire me to be creative and be what I need to be and what I need to put in my kids' church. Now, if you're feeling, you know, in this, if you get what I'm feeling, I challenge you to go to your classroom at the very next available moment. Walk in there with the eyes of a child and consider what you are seeing and feeling. Uh, is it leaving a special impression upon your life? Is it doing it for the kids? Does this room speak to me as a child? If I walk in there and ask myself, does this room speak? Is it saying something to me? Do I feel God here? Do I feel like a, a kid here? Do I feel wanted here? Do I feel like this is a place where I want to be? Does this place make me feel like this is for me? Is this what your kids are thinking? Are they allowed to receive this when they walk in there? I know when kids walk in our kids' church and connects, our room is unlike any other room in the, in the entire church. Vibrant in colors and... and uh, we have themes, you know, every year or every, you know, twice a year, however often we want to change it up. And when kids uh, walk by this room, if a visitor child walks by this room, they know automatically that's where they need to be and that's where they want to be. And that's what I want it. That's how that first impression is that when they, when they drive off the exit and walk into our church and walk down the aisleways and see all the rooms and sanctuary and, and, they, and they walk off the exit into the kids church, they know this is where they want to be. Now, to the teacher or leader in you, your godly love for the souls of those kids will flow like a mighty river and manifest into your creativity. I want you to unleash that. You will almost be like a child yourself as you apply not only 
to the simple uh, aspects of your decor, but it will shine through your teachings and you will adapt to your own lesson ideas. Yeah, not, not something out of, a, out of a book necessarily, but your own games and your own activities that, that, are, that as you study your curriculum and you use it, you find that curriculum that you're using will be a tool. And more specifically, a pry bar tool that opens the crate of your ingenious outreach methods from deep inside you for the love of kids. You'll get to the point where you feel just as excited and joyful in presenting what you have as they will be in receiving it. I want you to look at your curriculum, your lesson as you're reading it, and you become inspired by God's Spirit to, hey, look at this Bible verse over here that's not in your curriculum. Consider the consider this this object over here, and and use it with the lesson, and, and go with that flow, and and let God use you. That's how you let God use you. you. God's not using you when you just read curriculum. The curriculum is using you. You let God use you whenever He speaks to your heart, and you use these tools as a tool, not a cookie cutter. Everything from your lessons that you teach to your crafts. There's been many times where, back in my early days, when I, I used curriculum, that I would uh, uh, see a craft or a game or something, and I looked at the, the game, and it was it was perfect fit. But then I started thinking, hey, what if I used this instead of that? What if I substituted um, this object over here for the lesson, uh, for this one over here that I'm thinking about? No, it's not in the curriculum, but I really feel something special with this over here. That's God using you. And you need to respond to that. And let, let the stuff that you're using now, the tools that you have, let it be just that a tool. Don't let it be a cookie cutter and, and let you be a protocol of everything that goes out there. There's nothing wrong with using curriculum. There's nothing wrong with staying, you know, within the guidelines, the lessons, and the framework that's set before you. But every so often, you know, don't be afraid to unleash yourself and let God use you and let that creativity come from you. Kids connect with that stuff. They, they know and they sense that. So go ahead. I dare you to unleash yourself and, and let the creativity come out of you. Make your kids' church that special traction off the highway exit, which we will make that child say, Man, I want to go back. I love what I am seeing and I love what I'm feeling. I hope the words that I've said today will somehow help you out and lead you and direct you into a new uh, aspect and, and a portal of your ministry. And I encourage you not to be satisfied with a cookie-cutter kid ministry. Be the ministry that God's put inside your heart and life and make things happen.